Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Ditch the dream and be a doer, not a dreamer. Maybe you know exactly what it is you dream of being, or maybe you're paralyzed because you have no idea what your passion is. The truth is, it doesn't matter. You don't have to know. You just have to keep moving forward. And that is a quote by the great director, Shanda Rhymes. So I'm excited to have you listening to the show, whether it's your first time or your 153rd time, because I, I think that's the number that we've achieved, something like that. And my guest, I'm not going to introduce her just yet, but this is her first time on a show. So I want you to be gentle with her and send her some good positive feedback. Okay. So my guest is Courtney Rank Kofer, and she is an award-winning certified professional photographer through the Professional Photographers of America, and she's on the cusp of receiving her Master of Photography degree, and I am so excited about that for her. When I received my master's, it was one of the best moments, the best evenings of my life, and it's actually the beginning where you step into the world where you continue to grow to become the master, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm excited for her about that. So she's been in business 12 years, and she believes that anyone who comes in contact with her business, whether it's her ideal client or not, should receive the best possible care, even if it means referring them to someone else. And I love that. She started acting at 15, and she had so many headshots taken that when she was in college, she was like, Hey, what is life like behind the camera? So it's our fortune to get to have a conversation with her and find out what it's like for her behind the camera. So welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So she lives in Pullman, Washington. Yes. That's Eastern Washington State. That is correct. Yeah. So we're the home of the Washington State Cougars. And we always say that we are a college town that just as a college that just happens to be in a town <laughs> because it's such a, a community of um, cougar people. And yeah. it's funny because on the West side, that's the Huskies and we're like rivals. Ah, Huskies um, and Cougars. Who would win in a fight? Uh, I think the Cougar would win. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. And, yeah. and it was funny because uh, when I was in uh, high school, I was an avid Huskies fan because we uh, lived in Bellevue before we moved to this area. Mm. And I had said I would never even touch anything that was Cougars related. And here I am. <laughs> I have Cougars gear. I worked at the university for uh, about six years. And so it's, it's just kind of interesting how life changes like your thought process. Yes. So the moral of the story is never say never. Right. Exactly. Because right. you will eat crow. Yes. Okay. So there's a couple of topics that I want to um, have us chat about. Okay. One is near and dear to my heart. And the other is something people don't really talk about. I don't know if I've ever heard a program or had a conversation about this. So I'm going to leave you all, the listeners, uh, like, holding your breath on that one and dive into the one that I love. Okay. So like me, you believe that selling wall art is like the best you can do for your clients. Do I have oh that gosh. right? Yeah. You do. And I, I had an article about it in the PPA magazine and I discussed my why behind it, right? We, we all have our why. And it seems like if you read like all of ours, it seems very similar. Oh, I just want to, you know, commemorate this in my client's life. And it feels very generic when I hear it because, it, you know, and not saying that it's not true because I think it's absolutely true. But when I was younger, I had friends, like we didn't have any photos on our walls when I grew up. Mm. And I had friends that parents put up every photo. They had like 
wall galleries of everything, their dance photos. It didn't matter. And I was a child that really didn't speak my mind a whole lot. Um, and I would walk by their stuff and I'd look at it and I felt in my like heart that, wow, their parents love them so much. Mm. Why don't my parents love me enough to put me on the wall? And it's funny because then there's been studies saying like later on saying that, yes, that kids, when they see these on their walls, feel like they're loved and they have a place in the family. And I can speak to that because that's exactly how I felt. Now, if I would have said something to my parents, like they would have been like, oh my gosh, let's do this. But I didn't say it. It was just what I felt. Right. And uh, so I do feel very um, passionate about the fact that my clients need to have something on their walls. They just do. So their kids or whatever. Yeah. So you're preaching to the choir with me here um, because often I will take some photographs, uh, let's say of, of a child with one parent and somebody will be like, Oh, we just want the family pictures. And I will share that there were a million pictures of us as a family. Uh, sadly, my mom never had them printed big. Probably it was a budget thing. Uh, they were mostly used for holiday cards, but I can just imagine how much more loved and valued as an individual I would have felt if there was a picture of either me by myself or me with just my parents or with my dad or mom. So I'm that same way. I'm always photographing as if I'm the child in the situation and what I would want to grow up seeing and knowing. So that's amazing about just your upbringing, because when I was growing up as a photographer, wall portraits weren't that big of a thing. And then Charles Lewis and some other people started preaching that wall portraits are the best for our clients and the best way to make a living. And the culture changed and more and more people started having photographic art in their homes. So I think your generation must be the the product of all that effort that my generation made to create bigger portraits and not just tabletop kinds of things. So, so number one reason is that it's, it's great for kids to feel loved and seen and such. So why else do you think wall art is important for people's businesses and, or for families? Oh, okay. So for businesses, it's just a, it's, an item that will help grow your financially. Like, I mean, let's just be honest here. If we're, if we're doing like wall galleries, which I sell, I sell more wall galleries because in today's world with design trends, um, designers that like interior designers are moving into more of that than like larger one statement pieces. Now saying that that's not saying that people don't get one single item because they still do like, uh, especially like um, above the fireplace and, and things like that. Cause that's uh-huh. like a focal point and they can walk by it every day. And so just for uh, the health of our business, right? Like you need to do it. It is very easy to sell it to based on emotional connection because they need to walk by it every day. It's like, do you want to walk by this every day and feel connected to your family, especially on days when you're not really feeling it, right? Yeah. The kids are driving you crazy and the husband's ticking you off. And it's like, oh yeah, I have a, I have it good here. Like the grateful, like I'm grateful for my family, right. uh, even in these moments of stress, you know? Um, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to pull this apart because the helps you grow your income. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that so self-esteem of kids helps grow your income. Number three reduces frustration and not child abuse, but you know, <laughs> but like, yeah, I I do love my family after all. Yeah, I think it just helps to connect with your family again when you're not when it's hard, you yeah. know, this life and it's hard. Yes. Um, yeah. My, um, I won't say who, but there's a family member who, as she was growing up, 
and was a teenager, there was a point where I honestly wondered if I liked her anymore. Right. And then I would see these pictures I took of her, especially I have some of her at four with just like all of the, she's an incredible human being. And it'd be like, oh, that's right. She's still in there. And, you know, and then over time as she grows and such and becomes easier to be around, uh, you know, because those preteen, early, early teen years, yeah, they can be not so fun. You know, it's a tough time for kids and parents. Anyway, so yes. All right. Is there another reason why wall art? So it's good for our bank account. It's good for parents to remember when life is tough or let's say a couple, right? Where you're like, why did I ever marry you? Oh, (laughs) you're not going to go pull out the wedding album, but (laughs) your eye is going to fall on. Right. Um, I have a large portrait of me and my husband in our bedroom on our wedding day. And I look at it all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, I remember. I'm happy with this person. I chose this person and and they chose me. And, you know, it does. It just helps to bring that focus back down to where it should be in our their love and caring for another another person, because we know um, life is difficult. Um, I know I'm not always easy. And uh, so seeing that connection is very helpful. Um, in those times, I think also, um, I know this sounds very like, I would show off your family, right? Like, like who cares about your phone or your car, whatever, show off your family. I love it. This is what, when people come into your home, this is the thing that means the most to me. Mm -hmm. It's not my car. It's not my phone. It's not my house. It's my family. So what do you say if someone says, oh, I don't want people to think I'm arrogant or, you know, braggy? What what do you say to them about that? You know, I actually haven't had that happen. Oh, I, I have never had that happen. I think in today's like, especially after COVID, our family is everything to us. And I think that that solidified our connection a lot more. Mm. Um, But I haven't had anybody, oh, I don't want that on my wall because I don't want people staring or thinking like, because it just doesn't, to me, and maybe it's just my clients, it's not something that they actually think about. Because I've gotten that a lot. You have. Yes. And my response is what you already said, which is, when someone comes in your home and they see a beautiful portrait on the wall of your family, they understand what's important here. And it's not your furniture. It's not your decor. It's not the, your car. It's the people that live here. So I really like your twist of like, go ahead, show off your family. Off. Yeah. All right. Well, it's funny when you say that to people, and it, it's almost like you need to like ask a leading question of like, okay, so how your car, like if they have a nice car. So your car is nice. Do you have the same feeling about when you're driving your car downtown that they might assume that you're a wealthy snob or whatever? Oh, good. <laughs> you know? good. And it's like, do you think that that's how they feel? Because you're obviously the other things in your life are, you know, of high quality. Why isn't your, your family should be as mm-hmm. more high quality than the items that will eventually turn to dust? Yeah. Right yeah. That, that's, uh, I love how you're thinking. I often will say if they're like, oh, that's a lot of money. I'll say, you know, of all the things you're going to invest in, in the next, let's say five years, almost all of them will either end up at a swap meet somewhere in the back of your garage donated or need repair. And this is the one thing that will have more value as each year goes by. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody, like after the initial investment, they just walk by it and enjoy it. Right. It isn't like you're like, oh man, I I hate these pictures. I wish I would have never spent five grand on my family. Right. Right. I hate the fact that my kids are happy. (laughs) 
and feel secure. <laughs> yeah, that's just terrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, and you can joke about it and say that stuff, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it depends on your client, right? Like, yeah, but when we know, like, and trust our clients, right? Or they know, like, and trust us, we can be ourselves. Yeah, right. that that's good. That's good. Okay, other reasons why wall art is what you really love to sell people. I think it's uh, like all of the stuff before is it's just a personal I think mission. <laughs> like it sounds weird. Yeah, yeah. From my own experience, and I don't want like my clients' families, uh, their children especially, to walk through life feeling what I felt when I went to somebody else's home. Right. Like my parents don't. Their parents love yeah. me more than my parent than my parents love me. No yeah. kid needs to feel like that. Right. Right. Such an easy fix. Right. It is. So there's one more reason, and um, I'm giving a program tonight to the Oregon photographers. Oh yes, I saw that. And wait, is it tonight? Next week, I'm doing the San Diego group. And anyway, in one of them, my topic is why sell wall art. So this is great to be kind of. I have my notes and stuff, but it's fun to be kind of fleshing this out right now. Um, so another one is they're beautiful. They are beautiful. And uh, like my mom had fear of putting a nail in the wall and fear of decorating. She just, she's not visual. Like my sister and I always had to help pick out her clothes and do her makeup because she, it's just not, you know, her strong point. So when I photographed my dad and her, she and my dad, whatever is the great grammar on that. I went to our family vacation spot that I love, the Sequoias in um, kind of central California in the, in the high Sierra area and photographed the two of them as if they were a young engaged couple. And we created three large pieces that as soon as you walked in the door, there's this beautiful, here's the scenery and here's my mom and dad. And it's really like the first custom art piece that they ever had. And that was when they were, I don't know, I think they were late sixties at the time. So it's art. It's right. to me, it it's I agree. beautiful I, when we design it to go with their environment, you know, we help them with framing and all that. It, it is Perfect. You know, why why go to um, Bed Bath & Beyond and buy fake art when you can have custom art? Custom art. And I, I like the fact that you had said that. So part of my, um, so I have a saying and it's not customer service, it's um, customer connection. And so, because um, to me, customer service is just the basic standard stuff that you should be doing. And to be honest, most a lot of photographers aren't even doing basic stuff. And so I want to like slap people's hands. But <laughs> I think in the terms of customer connection, part of my process is with my photo session, I actually go into homes and I do a design consultation. And so through that, I look through their house with them. I bring like sample size pieces of all of the products with me mm -hmm. to their house. So I can sit down in their environment I bring them a Starbucks, right? We just hammer out what it is that they need in their home. So I'll look at the walls and be like, oh my gosh, this will fit here. And this is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts on, is it acrylic or whatever? And I can guide them based on the decor of their home, right? Like, so somebody who's more traditional isn't going to want like a metal print. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, so you're stripping away all of the clutter for them. So like you said, I help with frames. So you would pick out, um, help them design on their decor, like you, like you said. And so, and then from there, I go into their closet and I actually pick out what they should wear to the mm -hmm. photo session for them uh, based on the decor of their home. So we're creating wall art that is designed to be art in their environment. So it's not an afterthought. It's mm -hmm. part of the decor. Right. Um, and that way it just elevates what we're doing to a whole new level. It's, it's not like, here's my framed print and it's like $900. It's here is this 
beautifully custom commissioned piece of art that's going to go into your home as part of your decor. And if we do right, yeah. If And if it's done right, they're not going to go, why did I wear that? Why did I choose that? That doesn't go with anything mm-hmm. and be disappointed. They're going to be like, this looks perfect in my right. home. Right. Yeah. So your consultation is in their home. Is that before or after they book you? That is after they book me. So do you do an in-person consultation in your studio first to book them? Yeah. So they call me on the phone. Um, It depends on if I have to. So I can talk to them because there's some people are like, I've so if we start at the very beginning, our website should give them enough information to where they can say, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Mm. Um, And so my website spells it out. Like, this is what I do. I do wall art. The first, when you go to my webpage, the first thing that you see is art on a wall. And so it's, it screams like, okay, this is what is going on. So when they call, they're already pretty much knowing that that's what they want to do. Right. And so I talk to them on the phone and like, I might um, book them then. And I do say it, it, the session fee includes the photo session and also an in-home design consultation where I come into your house. We talk about what you're looking for, for wall art. And then I help you um, figure out what's going to fit in the space because you don't want something too small or too big. And then we also talk about the clothing options that will look great within your home. Mm. And then a lot of times they're like, yeah, that's perfect. Let's just book. I just want to do it. Okay. And then sometimes people are like, okay, well, I'm not sure. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you come into the studio and then you can see like what the products are and we can talk about all of that because I don't, I don't hide pricing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's such a bad uh, customer connection. Like I'm going to go back to that uh, mm-hmm. customer connection thing because you're, you're not connecting with your customer. You're shady. And when we, when I first started in the photography industry, it's kind of funny because I worked in retail for many years and selling is just part of retail. And yep. When I first started here, I I read, I don't want to feel salesy. Well, when I read it, I didn't read it as salesy. I actually read the word as sleazy. And that's, I think, exactly what people feel like when they're selling is they feel sleazy. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be that way. If you're upfront and open and just, it's not sleazy. Right. I've worked for other photographers that were sleazy. <laughs> they, <laughs> they hit all of the pricing. It's like, oh, well, our packages start at $57. And it's like, oh boy, let's book. And then you get them into the IPS appointment and they're like, their jaws hit the floor. They're ticked off. It's very embarrassing. And you don't know what yet, you know, it's like, uh, uh, everybody's uncomfortable. Right. You're upfront with your pricing and you say this, especially if you're in their home and you're showing all the pricing and and you're showing the wall, you can go, so this is this gallery wall I'm thinking of, and it's going to be this amount of dollars. And if you want that album, it's going to be this. So we're looking at an investment of X, Y, Z, right? And then you leave and they've already got the money in their head. So when you sit down at the actual sales appointment, they're not worried about the money, mm-hmm. right? They're just enjoying the images. There's tears rolling down their face. They're hugging you. They're thanking you. They're like, oh my gosh, take my money. Right. And check them out, right? And, yeah. and then what mm-hmm. I do at the end is I deliver their products to them and I tell them I will help them because I'm not an installer, but I will help them install because it's mm-hmm. a wall gallery. Mm-hmm. And so I do what I can to make that process easy because the last thing I want is them to invest in wall art and it just sit on the floor because they don't know how to get it on the wall. Right, right. So yes, I absolutely love that about not being sleazy and being upfront. So two thoughts. One is when I was taking classes early in my career, there was a photographer that taught that he would have things printed in like eight by tens and five by sevens and say, do you want this one? And if they said no, he would rip it and throw it away. And eventually they're like, wait, no, stop. Okay. And oh, that's sleazy, right? 
Oh my gosh, it's so bad. And can I speak to that? Yeah. Because I've heard that stuff before, right? Like that's what they did. Now, it, it's so counterintuitive to who we are as artists. It doesn't make any sense. Like if you've ever gone to image competition, which I know that you have, yes. um, and you watch image competition, us as artists, we look at other people's work and we're moved and we're crying and we're having this like deep connection to something we don't eat that we never took, that it's somebody else's art. We don't even know the people in it. And we're moved uh-huh. a whole room full of yeah. people. We are connection-based, love-based people. Mm, I love that. Doing that is so counterintuitive to who we are as individuals. I cannot imagine doing that and not going home and my heart hurting. Yeah. Like it would just ache. I don't want to leave something like that. I want what I get, which is they look at the photos and they cry and they hug me and they say, thank you. And Mm -hmm. I get messages back. My daughter sat on my lap and said she wanted to look at our book together. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's what you want to feel. Right. You, don't want to, you, you know, I just don't even understand how that even came into our industry because like I said, it's so counterintuitive. Yes. Well, I have a feeling that the people that were doing that were not emotional artists wanting to change people's lives through photography. Can you imagine the reviews? I don't think so. Google reviews? The Google reviews would be like... <laughs> So bad. You would never have a business again because they would just <laughs> your, your whole business. Yeah. Yeah. Social media would be blowing up. It's you just can't you can't run that. Do way. that now. Yeah. That's definitely, true. like I said, it's definitely not a customer yeah. thing. Yeah. So when you were talking about pricing, now I highly recommend unless people have so many leads that putting pricing on their website saves them from having to talk to nine out of 10 people that are not even qualified in the least and, and to not really get in deep dive into money conversation until that consultation. Um, So what's your policy? How do you handle that? So I think we're on the same page. Uh, So on my website, it says uh, packages start at 825 and that includes an art piece and your digital files. And then it says most clients spend um, upwards of $1,500. Mm-hmm. If they don't even want to invest by minimum, then they're going to move on. But okay. the people that come in to the door, they know at least, at least I know when they're calling me or filling out my contact form that they are qualified before they even do anything. So, so we're not on the same page with that. Oh, we're not? Okay. No, because my feeling is there are people that might be highly qualified that if they see numbers or their spouse sees numbers before we form that connection, that uh, I might lose highly qualified people. But what I said in the beginning is, and maybe you just have so many leads that you can afford to lose people, um, but for people who getting qualified leads, getting people to their space, uh, you know, they don't have an abundance of leads and that every possible lead is is an opportunity. I always recommend not putting pricing, having everything look luxury and expensive and, and such. Um, but th- that's just... Right. And I think, so here's my thought on that, because I don't think that you're wrong and I don't think I'm wrong. No. I think it depends on your area. And so you have to do your homework. So... We get educated by so many different things. We have one person saying one thing and another person saying another thing. And you really actually have to do your due diligence, right? Like you can't just assume that everybody's stuff is going to work. I work in an area where before I used to do kind of like what you're saying, and I'd have call after call after call after call. And I'm going on this like long tangent because I'm so customer service oriented. Right. I spent how much money and we're not even on the same page. Like they're like, Oh, I want everything for 300 bucks. And it's like, what, how did you even come up with that? You know? And, and so the due diligence was, I tried it that way. And in my area, it doesn't work because we, so what you're describing is exactly what I'm saying. You had a lot of inquiries that are duds. Right. So in order to save your time, you put that information and the phone is still ringing. You're still getting people through the door. 
if someone's getting like two inquiries a week, then I think having pricing on on a website might uh, be cutting down on the number of qualified inquiries. So right. we're on the same page because somehow you are getting lots and lots of inquiries, which is a whole other conversation I want to have sometime, which is how you're getting so many calls uh, or how, how you were before. I can speak to that really quick. Okay. I, you have to have a Google My Business page. You just do. That's where okay. all my clients come from. It isn't okay. social media. It isn't paid ads. None of it. It's all Google. I come up, I'm on the first page. So SEO really helps, you know, you want to be found. Right. Um, But yeah, the Google, my business page is perfect. It pops up and they call me, they actually call me directly from the, because you can just push call and it'll call right to you. So I definitely uh, take the time. It's free. I like totally free. Yeah. And every time on my contact form, it's like, how did you hear about me? Sometimes it's like, oh, my friends or whatever, but a lot of times it's just like, oh yeah, well, we searched and we found yeah. you on the pool. I'm like, yeah. cool. Yeah. So I just want to be sure people listening and then also you, Courtney, hear that we actually are in agreement. Right. Uh, when you're getting lots of leads that right. are not people that you want to spend that half an hour with. Right. Like to me, if people are getting lots of calls from SEO. They might only book one in 10 mm-hmm. if the people calling don't have any idea of what we do and our pricing. So, uh, you know, when you're when you're wealthy, it's like when I was doing weddings, booking weddings was easy. I got so many referrals. I did great at bridal shows. And so I put my prices out there at the beginning for exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. is so that like after a bridal bizarre. I didn't have a hundred phone calls. I had like 20, 25 because they had my brochure and they had my pricing and they also met me. And I'm sure there's a way that people, even before they call, they get a sense of what a nice person you are, how professional you are, that they want to know more about not just what you do and what your prices are, but who you are and what you do for them. Is that making sense? It totally makes sense. And I agree with you. Yeah. It's just, it's that whole, try it out. If it doesn't work, change it. Yeah. You know? And I think like we get our feelings hurt too much. <laughs> like we're very soft and fluffy. Uh-huh. And if somebody doesn't comment on our photos. We, oh my God, they hate my work. Right. Yeah. And I kind of got over that a long time ago. Yeah. But it's more, I think like if we look at stuff as, as a science experiment, right? Like I'm going to try this and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to change it instead yes. of being, oh, no, nobody loves me. You know, right. just right. get the emotions out of it and actually look at very analytical and see what works. Yeah. Um, the other thing, like you were talking about, we were talking about Google and I said, I get a lot of my leads from there. But here's the problem with a lot of photographers now. And I don't mean to like rag on everybody, but um, this is basic customer service stuff. Please just start answering your phone. Right? Yes. You know? Basic. <laughs> yeah. If they're if they're seeing you on Google and they call, you need to answer and say hello. You know what can I? You know whatever. And, and so many people are so afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. And the more you get on the phone and talk to people, the easier it is. It just kind of starts to roll off the tongue. When people call me now, I I had a client just recently that booked me, and I had asked her why is it that you booked me? Cause I knew she was calling around and I'm, I think the most expensive person in my area and she had booked me. And I said, why was it that you booked me? And she said, because you were the nicest. That's mm. it. It wasn't because my work was gorgeous or, right. or we wanted product. It was because I was nice. And I had a client, um, this is years ago that happened and he had contacted another um, studio in the area. and. We had, I talked to him on the phone because I answered the phone. I met with him in person. We shot this session and I had the in-person sales and then they called him back. That's how much time had passed before they ever contacted it. Uh And we can't sit there and think like, oh, well, I'm just going to, they're just going to magically say, yes, you have to show up. Right. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I mentioned that my live Profitable Photographer Sales Academy. Right. Yes. Coaching is starting. Right. And so the module number two is all about the telephone. What to say, what not to say, when to talk about money, how to talk about money. Because I think people who are afraid of being on the phone, I love what you said. They don't have a lot of practice, but also they need a system. They need right. to know, uh, like one of my dangers as a chatty person is having too much conversation that isn't leading to uh, the wall portraits, the potentials, let's get on a consultation that, and, and is about me that it's not about, oh, yes, I went to that movie, too. I loved it. What did you think of that? But it's focused on, like, step one, once you break the ice, is getting to know them and getting them emotionally connected, remembering how much they love their family um, and different kinds of things where they feel valued and seen and known more than, like, as an extrovert, who weirdly likes to spend a lot of time alone. Um, I can be sharing too much about me. Right. And it's all about them. So thoughts on that? Yeah. So um conversation. So here's what helped me in the beginning is I bought a like a Rolodex that they use at restaurants. So they're big, they're like eight and a half by eleven. And I had come up with a conversation. So I have tabs. So I do multiple genres. Okay. And I would flip, like find out what it was that they were doing. And then I could flip to it and then keep myself on track. Mm. And then I don't have it anymore on my desk because I talk to people enough to where it's just, it's, it's easy. Right. And um, so in the beginning, and that's probably kind of what you were talking to them about too, is to come up with a system on what you want to say. And you don't always have to, you don't have to sound like a robot. It's just there as a guide. So if you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I need to start here. And this is kind of where, and then if you read a couple of words, then you start to kind of just roll off and talk in your everyday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it's just getting them on the phone is the first thing. Answer your phone, talk to them. It's basic customer service. It's yeah. not over the top, but it's funny how in our industry that, it seems to be more than that with clients because they're like, oh, you answered the phone. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like nobody else is answering their phone. And, right. and I want to go, guess what, kids? They're hiring me because you won't even, because you're too That's afraid right. to talk on the phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they can't trust you. Sounds like we're in agreement that yeah. getting in a deep uh, texting relationship is not how you end up with sales in that 15, 2,500 $3,500, Right. Because you're not building that relationship. They don't know you're nice. If somebody said, I want you to spend, you know, $7,000 on art, but I won't, but I can't talk to you on the phone. Like how, how confident do you feel in saying, oh, here's all this money. Right. Like, you, they're just not, it, it's counterintuitive. It doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, I, it's funny how, how we do that. And I, 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 you know, I don't want to sit there and go on to it. I think (laughs) also like when it comes to customer service that we need to be making sure that we follow up, you know, and, and do it in a way that's more, that's more advanced, like think on customer connection, right? Write out a list of things that you think you need from your clients so you can give them an awesome experience. Oh, that's great. So, I have a questionnaire that goes out to them that asks them things like, do you have any allergies to food? What are your favorite restaurants? What favorite snacks do you have? What kind of music do you like to listen to? Why? Because I had a little girl that came in here that was one and I found out she loves the show Bluey. So when she came into the studio, mm-hmm. I was playing theme song to Bluey and I had her snacks available to her things that she likes. The mm-hmm. parents had beverages that they like. Um, so when they come in, they're like, wow, this person actually cares about what I like. Right. right. And I find out what Starbucks they like. So when I go over to their in-home consultation, I bring them one, 
one that some of that is a little selfish because I like to drink my coffee <laughs> and I don't want to feel like a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Walking in with a cup right. of coffee and, and cup they of don't coffee have any, you don't get anything. So, you know, making sure that you do that or a little treat for them. You know, if they say I'm allergic to peanuts, please don't bring more peanuts. Give them a, a great experience with you. That's going to put you apart from your clients. So the reason for this is they're going to go out into the community and go like, there's nothing else like this. Right. Like there's pretty pictures everywhere. Right. But if you're going to be somebody who's charging a higher amount, you better show up with more than art and picture because it's not enough. Right. It's not enough. You have to give them an experience to where they're like, wow, that was incredible. Right. Um. I love to like in that the questionnaire too is also very helpful. If you ask all those, uh, if you figure out what you want to know, is if you write blogs, you'll have all that information and you can pre-start your blog post writing. And so by the time the session is over, you just have to plug in a few more things and the photos and you're done. And it makes it just like really smooth uh, rather than us sitting there going, oh my gosh, I hate writing a blog. What do I say? Mm -hmm. If you ask the right questions, it's all tight it's all typed out so you've got it in your um email so if you or your customer relationship system if you've got one and then you're able to just get it done mm-hmm. like so much easier and they love it right mm-hmm. with the also with the customer service oriented i i'm sorry i'm on this but i i really believe firmly and we need to step it up and because i've got friends in the area that used to sell products and they're like i can't book anybody um, so I'm just going to go all inclusive. And so I started thinking about that and I'm like, I don't want to do that because that's such a disservice to my clients. So I have to figure out what it is that's going to up the game. So is it hiring a makeup artist and having a makeup artist come in? Is it offering installation of the product? Is it just basic stuff like sending a video? So I, after a client calls me, if they don't book me on the phone, I send them a, hey, it was so wonderful to talk to you today on the phone. Um, I am so excited for your family or your graduation or whatever it is. And um, and then I send that to them in an email and it's a video. If they do book me, then I send them a video that says, thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you. Same thing, but just different com- conversation. And then I send them a thank you gift. And I send them a thank you gift based on if they've booked, they've told me what their allergies are. So like I said, I always worry about sending them things that they could be allergic to. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they live near me, I will go over and drop it off You know, a little goodie bag mm-hmm. of like treats from our, our it's like a local candy shop that has like this peanut brittle. That's amazing. Anyway. And so I do that with a little thank you note for booking and I'll drop that off. Now, if they're from out of town, which I have a lot of out of towners. So I said, we're on Eastern Washington. I have a lot of people from the West side that come over and hire me. And so I will go through greetable. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of greetable and I just send them a cute little thank you gift right to their house and just makes it really easy. And those are things like you're that's how you have to separate yourself is all of these things. It's not just one thing. It's all of it. That's like, wow, 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 wow. And you just have to ask the right questions so you can make that happen. Right. Um, And it doesn't have to be expensive. Like people think, Oh my gosh, I don't make enough. Well, there you go. There, there's the point is those extras. So I'm going to get on a different tangent. Is that okay? Or do you have a question on all that stuff I just threw out there? Okay. What I wanted to say in here, thank you for the the little pause for a sec, is so many people say it doesn't work in my area. Uh, people only want digital. It's like all these reasons that, oh, I just have to sell digitals for cheap or whatever, whatever it is. And I venture to say that you could move anywhere where there's at least within a three mile drive, I mean, three hour drive, uh, a population, because you don't need 5,000 clients per year, you, you know, no, whatever you that is. But because of what you're doing, I think right. you could go to any area, anywhere, as long as you speak the language or have a translator and make this work right. because that level of service 
that what I just wrote down is going above and beyond the call of duty or what people expect and having a system in place is what I'm hearing that you've, you've got the checklist and then you've got the gifts figured out and you've got uh, a system and a flow where you make that all work. So that's what I hope people will hear is, is uh, like, step it up. What else can you do? If you listen to the five love languages podcast Mm -hmm. that was released June 8th, it really connects to what you just said, which is people that like gifts, people that like time, Mm -hmm. um, acts of service that I'm hearing you share that you're covering all the bases Mm -hmm. uh, of people's five love languages. So how can you miss? Okay. So we're, just about out of time. You said you were going to jump into something else. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. My point is on pricing because we talk about like, oh, well, I don't make enough. I can't do that. Well, you need to up your pricing and then you can not be grumpy at your clients. So what the problem is, is we don't make enough money and then we're bitching because somebody wants something of it. And it's like, well, I only charged $8 and you want... (laughs) And you want all this extra stuff. And I hate you because now I'm doing, well, that's not their fault. That's your fault. If you're not priced high enough to be able to go like, I love my clients. Absolutely. I will do that for you without having to nickel and dime them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're high volume and I, there's nothing wrong with it being high volume, but you do have to have your systems in place too, where it's like that is communicated. Like this is what it includes. If you want something else, this is extra. And they just need to know that ahead of time. Now, mm-hmm. like with when you're not all inclusive and you're not high volume, the nice thing is, is we charge enough money that if she says, um, I had a client who was like, oh, I don't like this part of my face in this picture. Can you tuck it in a little? And I had her come over to my desk. I was like, here. Um, is this good? Do you like that? And she was like, yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And it's like, boom, takes me five seconds to do it. She's happy. It's not like, I'm like, oh, she needed body shaping and I hate that. And I'm going to, you know, right. you, you're grumpy because you're mad. But right. That's not- right. Or, or how dare she, why doesn't she love herself the way she is? Or <laughs> listen, I do so much Photoshop on myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I get it. You know, and yes. I don't mind doing a little bit, but yeah, you know, and there's, there's that like ooh, body dysmorphia, you know, so you have to kind of reel it in, but she was just asking for something small. And the fact that I just did it for her, she was like, oh my gosh, thanks so much. And it, when you charge enough, like my whole point is, is when you charge enough, you want to do more for your clients. It right. isn't a grind. You're not hating on them. Like they just, they're taking so much out of me and they, you know, right. it's like, oh, well you spent X, Y, Z. Absolutely. I will do that for you. Right. Something fell off the wall and broke. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll just reprint let's it. Let's just re. Let's get it taken care of. I want you to be happy. Um, and those people come back year after year, and they'll tell their friends. And you're not having to spend so much money on marketing because you're you're not recreating the wheel every every time because they're like, man, that that was so expensive. But I can go to somebody down the street that's way less. And just have it printed at Costco because they don't care about that. Like, like a lot of times they don't even see what the difference is. Right. And, or they don't even uh, take it to Costco. It just sits there in their their drawer. I have a whole blog post on that too, about digital files and like you got to print. But I have one quick question. I hate to cut you off, but um, in my experience, people who are paying less, for more are often the most difficult. Yeah. Do you find that? And what's your theory behind why? I, you know, I don't know why it seems very weird to me that people would do, like, I, the reason why it's weird is because I would never do that. I wouldn't go to somebody and spend 10 bucks and expect them to drop everything and be my, and me be their world. Like I, wouldn't right. I can't talk to like why they do that. And I, I haven't really experienced that in my own business, but I've seen it in other people's businesses. And I've read a lot of things on Facebook with the people having that. And it seems to be like the people that spend a lot more money are like, here's my, here's my credit card, mm-hmm. you know, and they just, they're not worried about it. And they're not difficult. Right. And if you're like, I'm sorry, I have to 
reschedule. I have the flu. They're not like, oh, well, you need to give me something free and for inconvenience. They're just like people. Right. And I don't know if it's like training, if those people like have been trained because I, I don't know, like if they, they go into some place and then they're like, oh, oh, I get this for free. And somebody's rewarding bad behavior. Like right. I, when I worked in retail, I would have people come in. I used to work for a large cosmetic company and it would be like gift with purchase. And they would come in and be really angry about something like they couldn't get five gifts. Well, that's not how it works is one per customer because we have like a whole line of people waiting and, and they would, you know, slam their hands on the table and it's mm. like, I'm not going to reward your bad behavior. You're not going to treat my associate like this. You need to buy peace out <laughs> because I was a manager. Yeah. I could do that, but, yeah. but there's a, a somebody down the road rewarded them for them being uh big jerks. And now they think, oh, if I'm a big jerk, I get X, Y, Z. Right. Right. I think you're right that there are people. Now I always ask if there's a better price, I don't insist on it, but I think uh, there are art of negotiating skills that are sort of like in the I don't know, not bullying, but um, like pressing right. people for more. But I also, I have a theory. Um, so I'm looking for a house painter. Okay. And which is, it's a whole other, I'll, I'll let people know if I ever find one that is giving the quality and the service within a budget that feels comfortable for me. I just traded painting my inside of my house for photos. Like I just did a barter. It was awesome. It was like the best. Ah, my barter years ago went bad. Oh, okay. Because he needed cash money, so he kept push putting me off. Oh, I was at the bottom. Okay, so there is a neighborhood painter who is very very cheap, and if I hired him, I would be watching everything he did. Right. You're like, why? Yeah. Cause I, that's it. When the price is low, I assume that they're not as professional. They're not going to do as good of a job or it's not going to be the quality that I want. That totally makes sense. So yeah. my theory is perhaps same people, different pricing. Right. If I was cheap, they wouldn't trust me as much. If right. someone's knowing they're going to invest thousands with me, then they relax into it. So that's my theory. So no, I think that's smart. I think you're absolutely right. It's like, oh, I have to micromanage this person because clearly they don't know what they're doing. They're just starting out because their prices are too cheap. No, I totally get it. That makes sense. Right. Um, so another thought that I have that I wanted to share about putting pricing on your website, I've gone to people's websites been incredibly impressed with their work. And then they posted their pricing and it was really low. And I actually wanted to cry because I either realized those weren't their photographs and they're faking it, or they're doing incredible work and they're broke and they're not serving their clients. So uh, that's another thing that I always caution people is if you're pricing is pretty low, then you're going to get price shoppers. Right. And, or you're going to lose potentially the people that are really looking for a professional. Yeah. I think that that actually makes a lot of sense. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but I see your thought process. So if you, you know, if you're looking around your industry and you're like, I'm, I'm just right in line with everybody else. Yeah. You're probably right on that because if your if your quality of work is way higher than the other people in your in your area, then you need to adjust with putting it on your website. However, right, you, you have to right. be. I, I here's the thing in my area. And I hate because I have friends. Like I totally believe in the like community over competition. I have yes. friends in the area that are um, photographers, and I love them. Um, and it's great because I know people who are shoot and burn model. And I love that because people that are looking for cheap, quick stuff that they're not going to put on their wall, I can say, I'm not for you, but this person is, and I can refer them out. 
So if they want prom pictures done, you know, I'm not, I'm overkill. Like, that's not me. Like who's right. going to put their prom picture on their wall? Right. <laughs> 30 by 40. So, right. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know what? You need this done. Go to this person. So I don't have a problem with that. I don't feel like they're undercutting me. They're just have a d- different business model. My, right. my point was, is in my area, my, my website totally blows everybody else's out of the water. Right. And it's sad because they, you need to start there. Because if your website is, uh, if it's not curated correctly, if your work is, um, I mean, some images look like, wow, that's incredible. And then you see another one, you start to question like what you said, mm-hmm. is that somebody else's work that they put on there? Because right. the difference is so vast. So right. only put up the best of the best. Yeah. Cut out all the crap. But yeah, so I see that. Yeah. What, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, if you are good. You need to be priced high enough to where people aren't questioning the authenticity of your, of your website. Or right. 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 And just being careful not to put pricing on a website where you can lose ideal clients because what you're putting out there looks too low. Even if, you know, like my average initial investment is about $500. Right. If someone can easily give me 500 up front. I can have a five or $10,000 sale once I take them through my whole system. But I don't put that on a website because that makes me look too cheap. Right. So anywho, we should meet at a Starbucks somewhere and have these conversations because we are running out of time. Yeah, I've yeah, got a coaching call right. coming up. Yeah. So just a quick, what's your website? If somebody has questions, how would they reach you? Okay. So my website is CL, like lamb, RC photography.com. It's my initials. So Courtney Lee rank Kofer. So CLRC photography.com. And if you want to email me, it's Courtney rank Kofer altogether at gmail.com. Great. Okie doke. So last word, because she and I like to chat and we chatted a little before then and used up some time. And I think we would love hanging out together. So I feel like you're my new best friend. Okay. What's <laughs> love it. What's love a takeaway? It. Quick. My takeaway is you need to go above and beyond customer service and have a customer connection. Connect to your clients and give them outstanding service. They will pay for it. Yep. 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 Well, stay tuned, everyone, for my summary. And I just am so grateful that you said yes. And well, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Good. I'm glad. Talk about it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Me too. Me too. That's why I had to do a podcast I know, so right? I could have conversations that other people listen in on because I always love having good ones. Okay. Well, thanks so much, so much. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So I think Courtney was a fabulous guest and I love her passion. Don't you for selling wall portraits for reasons beyond making money and decor, but how it can really impact people's lives, like our clients, like ourselves. Oh, so before I do a quick little wrap up, just a reminder, if you go to lucydumascoaching.com and click on classes, you can read all about my upcoming group coaching that is now open, enrollment's open, And you can set up either a quick chat or if you just want to go for it and purchase it, then I'll get back to you if you want to take advantage of some of the bonuses. So one of the things we talked about was reasons for selling wall art. And a big one was her story about how much she loved the portraits in her friend's home when she was growing up. And that she felt like maybe her parents did not love her as much as their parents did because there weren't the photographs. So I love that it's an evidence that we're important. The kids are important. Families are important. It also helps grow our income. It helps us show off what's important and who we love and our family. We have a reason to be proud of our family and why not show it off. And then, as I mentioned just a minute ago, The work we do is beautiful as art in people's homes, especially if we design it with them so that it goes with their decor and their style. 
Her motto is customer connection. And we talked a little about putting pricing on our website, why and why not. And we were really on the same page with things, but I think it was kind of a good banter back and forth to clarify. And really, I think this whole conversation was about going above and beyond the call of duty. And Courtney really does it in a big way. And I admire that and hope that you will get inspiration from that. I'm sure you will. So anyway, until next time, bye. (laughs) See you later, Gators. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.